0: Hey everybody, so before this week's episode starts, uh, we wanted to give you a little uh, warning that this episode will contain a lot of talk about um, sexual things and sex in general, so it may not be um, suitable for children of a young age. So um, I would just, I'm here to warn you (laughs) now while I have a chance that we do talk a lot of about some mature subject matters. So if you don't want young ears hearing, you might want to wear headphones or just if you're a kid, (sighs) I wouldn't want to listen to this without your parent with you. So just a little warning before this episode starts.
1: Hey guys, and welcome to episode... What episode is this? I don't even know. Well, listen, it's been a it's been a crazy crazy week. It's just a new episode. It's just a new episode. This I can't remember we'll uh we'll end up doing some we'll make it correct in the post or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, Not join us great. this week on our spacey talk cuz both of our heads it's out of real. the past couple of weeks has just been it's been insane. Oh my gosh, I don't know how we're still standing. No, anyway, it's just about yeah Texas Cat wiped off the map yeah. yeah we were not prepared for it, okay we were not prepared this for happens
0: it. what once every twenty years or yeah
1: if that if we're, that. we're,
0: we're just like my snow. favorite <laughs> thing
1: my favorite thing was that we had snow one week then it got hot the next and now it's like cool rainy temperatures yeah like
0: I, I I stepped outside and I was like It feels like it's 80 degrees outside. The
1: humidity is so bad, and it's like 69 degrees outside. I hate Texas weather. I'm a Texas girl at heart. I'm so ready to be in Florida. I'm ready to be in Japan. You're fixing on vacation. It's exciting. I'm jealous. Anyways, uh, today we are actually talking about something that I think both of us are super excited about. We're gonna say that every single episode because we are just so excited excited about. We're just just excited about the podcast in general, but. uh, um, this week we are going to discuss something that I think we very rarely ever talk about. Yeah, and we are going to talk about boundaries. And see, like,
0: I think so. It gets talked. A lot of this is just going to be about sex, honestly. Right. Um. That because that has a it's a big part of having boundaries in your relationships with people, and it'll get brought up. But like the church just. It, they avoid all of that in general. Yeah. It's, just, it's bad to have think, feelings for each other in a weird way.
1: <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh, it's all weird. Um, You're not supposed to have those feelings and blah, blah, yeah. blah. And the thing is, is that they sit there and I like, I've, I've seen people who like, it's bad. It's bad. It's bad. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. And then they get engaged and they're like, oh, it's one of the best things. Oh my gosh. It's, it's going to bring you go. closer together. And I'm like, you have been saying to these people some of them for years that they shouldn't do it and now like it it should be talked about in a healthy way you know um like sex isn't a bad thing it's god made it you know god made us god made it's god made you know it's holy um and by not talking about it and by just saying "It's it's bad it's bad it's bad it's bad it's bad you're you're putting these kids in a position to I know I can say
0: from somebody who I, I mean, I grew up in church, Mm -hmm. so I was talking to my mom about it the other day because I've been really talking about this lately. You know, I've been really on the ball about what, how should we teach our kids about sex? Because I don't ever remember being taught having, it. having a talk or being taught anything about it outside of a purity conference
1: right and
0: the fact of the matter is my mom and dad taught the purity conference because they were the youth pastor and it was hard for me to pay attention because it was my mom and dad That's now other yeah it was awkward and i will say this i believe that a youth pastor should not have a teenager in the youth group like their kids should not be a teenager in the youth group if you are the youth pastor. Because that is a hindrance to your kid. I know personally for me, my mom and dad were my youth pastor most of my life, and it was rough. So I that's just a little side <laughs> side thing. Well, unless I mean, you can unless it can't be avoided.
1: Yeah, and I feel like sometimes it's hard having a family. Be over you. Yeah. Family member be over you. You know, I'm not saying that it can't be done. Like There's my pastor. There's
0: situations that it can't be avoided.
1: Yeah. Like my pastor, his aunt sits below him, you know, and she loves it. She sub- submitted herself to her pastor, not her, yeah. not her nephew, but to her pastor. And that's important. But it's, for some people, it's really, really difficult to have a family member be over you especially when it's concerning this topic because it's it's it can be really really uncomfortable and awkward but like not just about sex in general but boundaries and relationships are just are so important because you have to know what your limits are where you need to go not just like physically but also emotionally too
0: also i mean we're there's also some like pre I think the words predispositions or whether mm-hmm. like where it's built into us right like from our family and the way our family was there's also a spiritual aspect to some of the stuff that does happen to us where we are almost spiritually pre what is it predisposed or predisposed whatever, predisposed to things happening to us because it is something that's in our family <clears throat> it's a almost like a generational. You know, uh, bondage or something. I wouldn't even say.
1: Curse, no, I mean, but. definitely. Um, we're gonna have to talk about generational curses too, because that would we could talk about that one for days. Um, but I mean, I wish someone had talked, and I mean, th- talked to me about a lot of things. Because, I mean, we mentioned in my first ep- in our first episode that um, I think both Bailey and I were sexually abused, mm-hmm. and one of two things normally happens. Um, to individuals who are sexually abused, yeah. they um, they either abstain wholly and completely from anything sexual, like they are just very pure, very very shy about it. They don't like to talk about it. They don't like to do anything about it. Or on the other hand, they become hypersexual, you know, and they they go out and find things that you know feeds into that
0: fills that hole that yeah and now
1: gaping exactly and and we don't for some reason that isn't told you know one in four people i think is actually one in four women and i don't know the statistic on men but i'm pretty sure it's higher than we would like to admit because sexual abuse can happen to men yeah, it does but one in four them. one in four women suffer from sexual abuse and we, for some reason, aren't explaining. We we talk about it happening to people, but we don't talk about the the effects of it. The, you yeah, know? The
0: cause and effect of what happens. Yeah,
1: and I mean, just like boundaries in relationships keep you from doing things that are going to weigh guilt on you. You know, and yes, there are you're predisposed to a lot of things, but this is where talking about it comes in. Sitting down with Leadership, or your mom or dad, or even your friends. You know, like I, I can sit down with Bailey and talk about a problem that I'm facing, Mm -hmm. and she can help me through it, and she won't sit there and judge me for it. Yeah, you know. But
0: judgment, though.
1: Yeah, there is so much judgment, and even if it is
0: sexual abuse, yeah, there's judgment in it. It's like, but I guess I don't know where this really starts is teaching. At a young age,
1: yeah, definitely. What?
0: Because um, I was, I was teaching 12. in a healthy. Manner. Yeah, I was twelve when I was first sexually abused by somebody, and it was in church. And it was at church, and I grew. I cannot remember from the time I was twelve to younger. To uh, I, honestly, I remember most. I remember about six. Uh, I don't remember the church really talking about uh, sex in a healthy manner. Um, And I know we've changed a lot in this day and age, and it is becoming um, a topic that is talked about more. But as a kid that grew up in church, I don't ever remember hearing a healthy conversation
1: about sex. I don't hear it talked about in the church, though. I hear it talked about in the world. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and if if they're going to learn it, they're going to learn it from
0: somewhere. Yeah. I I would not it be us. I would rather my kids learn from the church. Yeah. Like I know me,
1: but exactly. We're going to have, we're, we're, we're going to have kids, you know? Yeah. And so this is just, uh, me and you sitting here talking about it and, you know, recording it and getting it out in the world is just a precursor to us talking to our kids about it. And, you know, it's going to be an awkward conversation, Mm-hmm. it's gonna be I wish someone had talked to me not just about sex but boundaries in general uh, in any relationship one because, thing I
0: have to say though about the awkwardness of it just mm-hmm. a
1: pause it's only as awkward as you make it this is true
0: it, it could not be an awkward conversation at all it, it is, could just true. be an honest conversation because we make it awkward mm. we, God didn't make it awkward it's all throughout the Bible Yeah, and he wasn't vague about a a tootie or whatever people call body parts. He wasn't vague about nothing. I'm
1: sorry. A tootie? I have <laughs> what heard,
0: in the world I have heard body parts called the weirdest thing that <laughs> you have ever heard.
1: Oh my gosh, if you I call know. it that, like uh, please explain to me why. DM I me, I wanna I know. Don't no, to I don't call it I don't
0: call nothing. I just call That's
1: it That's weird. We're gonna office. have to put a precursor at the beginning of this thing. Um, hey, by the way, mature content. Yeah, I'll have to. Not have mature, content. but just maybe you want to no young kids, yeah, unless
0: you want them to hear, yeah, this.
1: give it a listen before you let your kids yeah. listen to
0: it. You know what I'm if, saying? If that young of a kid listens to this, I don't know, I feel like it's supposed to be parents,
1: anyways. <laughs> anyways, this is what saying.
0: as I was saying, like, I don't remember there ever being a conversation about it in the church healthy conversation because it was God made, mm-hmm. God made it specifically. I mean, in a marriage aspect, it is. It is holy in a marriage aspect. When it gets outside of marriage, that's when it's sinful. And that is when it's shameful. Um, But the the fact of the matter is I was not taught. All I knew was it was bad. And so when I first, I remember the first sexual feelings I had being at seven. Though, I remember my body feeling that way. I don't know how young you may have been or how comfortable you are talking about it. But I was seven when I first started feeling it, I was scared because all I
1: knew was it
0: was bad.
1: Well, I didn't, I didn't necessarily have that. Um, I can remember the first time I was, I didn't grow up in church. So um, I was watching a movie with Heath Ledger, uh, (laughs) 10 Things I Hate About You. Oh my word. I was pathetic. Um, uh, but I remember watching that and I was like, huh, ah, this is, I feel weird, you know, and I feel weird, but yeah. also these feelings are normal and they are like completely normalize, normalize hormones because hormones are That's a what theme. they
0: are. And like, I, my mom asked me, she said, okay, how would you tell your kids? How would you have the talk with your kids? And I'm sitting here like, okay. I said, you need to give me a second to think about that. Because I'm the closest person to having kids right now, you know. I'm just, whenever it happens, you know, God will make things happen sometimes. Jesus. Just if it happens, it happens to me. Right. Um, I'm married, so, I mean, kids are normal. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but my, I told mom, I was like, you need to give me a second to think about that. Cause
1: I hadn't, yeah. hadn't
0: been on the forefront of my brain. I'm like, how am I going to talk to my kids about this? Because I know it's something that needs to be done and I want it to Definitely. be normalized. Cause uh, when I was sexually abused, I was too afraid to tell my mom and dad. And I grew up in a healthy family and a healthy home. My mom and dad, they still act. I am, they have been married for almost 30 years okay they've been together for probably 30 years I, I'm outside of being married they've probably been together for 30 years they still act like they're dating that's so cute it's and sometimes i'm like oh my word y'all act like teenagers so i grew up with a very healthy family figure and mm-hmm. very healthy like i love my mom and dad they are great people and they really did teach me well but that like and a lot of things were still new to them. They, I was growing up in a completely different generation than they were. Yeah. Uh, I grew up when the internet started and the internet had oh! just became a thing and computers and laptops and cell phones and nobody knew the real danger of them quite yet. And so uh, a lot of doors were opened through the internet and I learned a lot of things through the internet and um on another topic for another day i remember how old i was when i first saw pornography they are
1: we'll talk about this in our other episode but uh statistics show that kids um normally between the ages of four and six are first exposed to pornography yeah and how sad is that yeah we'll dive into that it's
0: the internet that huh. really opened that door yeah and i think i learned most of what i did from the internet and, as mm-hmm. pro- and I didn't learn it from the church. And so I told my mom, I said, I think this is how I'm going to approach it. I'm going to be like, look, God made these feelings. Right. God made us to feel these feelings towards another person, another male. You know, God made male and female. Make them read it in the Bible. Let, let them read it out of the Bible themselves when they get to an old enough age. And my mom's like, well, when is that old enough age? That was her first question because I said that. I said, "Well, how old were you when you started having those feelings, where it was introduced to you?" And she said what she said, and I was like, "Well, then that's where you start. It's going to depend on every single kid. For me, it would have been seven. You know, I, seven was probably a great time." If
1: you if you shelter your kids like I, I, I helicopter parents, man, I think that. And you, if you are a helicopter parent, I am in no way trying to offend you. Um, but if you're one of those parents that just avoids everything, everything, I'm just, I, I'm not a mother, you know, I'm an aunt. Yes. But I'm not a mom, nor am I a wife, you know, so I can't sit there and judge exactly. And I'm not going to be sitting here saying, this is what you should do. I know what to do, but I, cause I'm not even a parent, but I just feel like, personally avoiding conversations because they're slightly uncomfortable because you mm, yeah. don't want to expose your kid to anything. Like
0: They're going like, to get exposed to
1: it. Yeah, they're going to be exposed to it. There's no preventing that. I would you rather just, be the
0: one that exposes it to them.
1: Exactly. You get to be the It'll one. It'll make how,
0: it'll make your kid more comfortable to talk to you about it yeah if you were the first person to talk to them about it and my mom would have been the first person to talk to me about sex I would have been more comfortable to go talk to her about the feelings I felt and, like, I want my kids, I want to tell them, like, hey, if you ever feel this way, come talk to mom. Because mom feels that way. Mom has those feelings. Mm-hmm. She can help you if he, if it makes you uncomfortable or you feel weird when you're doing, like, when you have that feeling, if, if it scares you, you come talk to me. Because if we have that open line of communication with our kids, it's going to help tremendously. Yeah, definitely. And just explaining to them when a man and a woman really do love each other and God ordains them to love like and you and you get married the spiritual aspect of it. God puts that there for you to become one. Yeah. When you share it with other people before you find your husband, you're just giving yourself a little bitty tiny bit of yourself to somebody else, like a puzzle piece. And now when you get together with your husband, you're
1: missing puzzle pieces i'm so glad you said that (laughs) because um i left all my notes at home and i drove here so uh forgive me for not knowing the correct definitions of it but okay so when a woman is pregnant and she gives birth a chemical is released in her brain that bonds her with her child look at god i mean that's just crazy however he also made that same chemical release whenever a male and a female have sex and a woman orgasms.
0: yep.
1: And that's entire like you literally are giving yourself away. Like you were sitting there yep. in a spiritual aspect, you're you're giving your pieces away, mm-hmm. you know. You're giving those little things, but in like a physical aspect, you were literally bonding yourself with so many people or people who are not your husband or wife, you know? And I'm just like, this is like, how, you know?
0: And like, so one thing... Like, the puzzle pieces. You, you're giving away these puzzle pieces to other people. And now when you're with your husband, you don't have all the puzzle pieces together. Mm-hmm. You don't have everything that y'all, his puzzle pieces and your puzzle pieces, you aren't bringing some of your puzzle pieces to the table. And this is where I think we really should, mommy ha, Mommy was that way.
1: Mm. Mommy gave
0: her puzzle pieces away to some other people.
1: If and, you are not creating a stable lifestyle in your kids home Mm -hmm. flitting from thing to thing from man to man Mm -hmm. or from woman to woman males um what you are not just hurting yourself at that point you're not just putting yourself through everything like that you're putting your kids through that Mm -hmm. you know and if they're gonna sit there and say you it's always do as i say not as i do Yeah. but the kids are gonna do as you do yeah you know so if you're 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 not setting boundaries in your kids' relationship. Mm -hmm. If you're not setting boundaries in your other relationships and just letting everything walk through the door, you know, that's... I think it's important
0: to just be open with your kids about even what you've done and what you've gone through so Mm -hmm. they know, oh, she's mom did that. And I don't want to... Mom said it hurt her. I don't want to get hurt like she was. And I mean, I want to be as open as I can with my kids because it was so hard for me on my wedding night to realize I couldn't give my husband everything that he deserved and everything he was to me because I had given it away. And, Mm. And, and sexual assault and sexual is different. And God can redeem you. I believe God can really redeem somebody who's been sexually assaulted. Definitely. And um, I think he can make you pure again, in a sense.
1: I don't necessarily think that uh, virginity is a physical thing as well. I mean, yes, there is physical aspects to it. But it's also a, a mental and spiritual thing. Virginity yeah. is. um and you, I mean, personally, I'm gonna sit there and say if you've lost your virginity in the world, you know, um, yeah. but then you come to church and you know you're you're washed in the blood, you're baptized, and you know you take on the name of Jesus. He makes you a new person. He makes you a new person, which means you're born again, which means you're a virgin again in this physical aspect. No, but in the spiritual, I do believe that you are. Now it
0: doesn't mean it. It'll make it easy sometimes if you have to bring it up and talk about it. right? Because some men want to know,
1: you know. Yeah.
0: People are, you know, I don't think you should be judged by, especially if you've been changed.
1: Um, Oh, no, I definitely don't think you should be judged by whether you've had (laughs) sex or not. And if someone's going to sit there and judge someone for it, well, then you're very low in my book.
0: Yeah, but starting those boundary talks as a kid, like the other day, my mom was like, Bailey, Bailey, uh, one of the little girls at church. There was this boy chasing her. Oh, God. And he walked up to her and said, you're going to marry me. Mm -hmm. And this little girl walks up to my mom and she goes, do I have to marry him? Oh, my God. I don't want to marry him. And, like, freaking out. But my mom's like, you need to go talk to your dad and go tell your dad so he can help you with this, this boy, you know, you don't have to marry him. And I think starting like kids at a young age being, you don't have to do that with that boy. You don't have to do what that boy says is a very good way, you know, to start, Boundary talks with your
1: kids. Yes, and so, okay. This is another thing too. Um, I I hate when someone's like, oh, well, if the guy's picking on you, you know, he likes you. No. If he's if he's pulling your hair or, or pinching you or no. you know chasing you around when you're little, oh, he has a crush on you, honey bun. No. No. You are not gonna sit there and pull on my kid's hair and think that you're gonna get away with it by saying that you like her. Lol. No. Because oh, then that no. teaches the kid, oh, well, if he hits me, he it's loves okay. me. He must love me if he hits me, yeah, right? Like, ah, that's setting your kid up for, I think, uh, being naive, uh, being, being extremely naive. naive and, you know, and, and boundaries not. are just so important. I told to one of my, I talked to one of my friends the uh, a couple years ago. And I said, I will never put myself in a position to be alone with a male mm-hmm. you know if I because I'm a I was 21 I was 20 years old I was young I had hormones raging you know we all have hormones raging even Bailey even you know she's married you know yeah, and everything oh, These, it just doesn't lots st- of hormones it doesn't stop whenever you get married no, guys it does you, not. you struggle with you know watching pornography or you struggle with Uh, boundaries in your in your relationship with your fiance maybe those things do not stop just because you have a ring on your finger no they don't it doesn't sometimes that can make it worse a lot
0: of people think that if i get engaged these feelings are gonna stop (laughs) it'll be okay and when i get married all of this will magically go away no no, it doesn't always go away and there's always going to be especially if you haven't finished dealing with it mm-hmm. if you have not fully given up and given everything to god and you have not looked, been, had an honest honest conversation with god and
1: been like i have an issue
0: you're not really you're not healed yet you're not ready
1: yeah and setting these boundaries in a relationship are just are, are just so important you know i'm like i'm not going to sit there and if I find eventually it's not now, but if I find eventually that even holding hands with a guy, um, is going to put me in, down a path that I don't want to do. I'm not going to hold hands yeah. with the guy, you know, like I'm not going to do it a bit like not speaking strictly from like a physical sense either right now, but speaking from like a church sense and a spiritual sense, I won't even sit next to him in church. Yeah. I refuse because be concentrate. I know myself well enough, and I'm sure there are some people. And you know, kudos to you if you yeah. can. But my boundaries will put them on the other end of the church. Yeah, because I'm not going to sit you. there. I'm not going to sit there and have the guy that I'm, I'm, you know, talking to or in a relationship with, if I'm not married to him, sitting right next to me. Because I know myself well enough to so know that my hindrance or that my worship is going to be hindered. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be truly, you know, devoted in. In the church service, and I, my walk with God is, and the church service is way more important to me than a relationship. So yeah. I have set this boundary for me, saying he will not sit beside me. He will be on the other end of the church. Yeah. And if he's not okay with that, if he did okay, if if the person you're talking to you does not respect your boundaries then you don't need to be then he's not exactly exactly. you need to run the bible says to
0: run away from that kind of stuff yes I mean uh, okay for me I'm married and I'm very I've learned that I need to be open about what I you know about things I've gone through because it really does help so many people when you're open about this so I'm just gonna be honest Mm -hmm. I'm married and I had no boundaries Mm -hmm. because I had really lost myself when it came to sex and Sexual and just the sexual nature and spirit, whatever. I had really lost myself. I was, I would have given myself to anybody (laughs) who paid attention to paid an ounce of attention to me because I just didn't know what my self worth was anymore after being assaulted by an older male. um, It really warped my sense of thinking of how people loved me in that aspect because I let it teach me because I didn't know any better. And I was too afraid to talk about it because I had always heard it was wrong and I was too scared. And when I got engaged to my husband, I had no boundaries and mm-hmm. I, he, he's going to be like, oh my word, I can't believe you're actually talking about this. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I mean, it's very, I'm very shameful of it. I was crazy and I wanted everything. I wanted to hold hands. I wanted to kiss. I wanted to hug. I wanted to be all over him. And he was like, no, no, he would, I had, I lived in an apartment by myself for about three or four months before we got married. And I would invite him over to the apartment and was like, oh, I'm going to cook dinner. You want to come eat? And then homegirl over here would be like, just all over him in our apartment alone. And we're engaged. And I had no boundaries. I think, but he did. And, Thank the Lord. I'm God so that.
1: thankful that yeah, he. I, had I think it, I think it's important to also find somebody. Um, whenever and I, oh, how do I word this? How do I word this correctly? Um, whenever you're in a relationship and there are going to be times where your flesh isn't, your spirit isn't strong enough, yeah. you need to make sure that your partner has is, strong. is is strong enough you know like when you might not be able to say no you need to make sure that you have a partner who is going to say no
0: yeah I was you know? not strong I I also though
1: I was so young mm-hmm. I
0: had he we got engaged when I was 17
1: oh gosh I was
0: 17 years old and I mean granted I was 6 and turned 18 in a couple of months but still that's young that's really young for somebody to get engaged I was fresh out of high school, but just like, yeah, oh my goodness. and I hadn't dealt with any trauma. I hadn't dealt with any of my issues really. I was getting better, but then I met him and then I fell in love with him and was like, this is the person I want to be with for the rest of my life and just how it went. I didn't end up dealing with any of my trauma or any of my issues until we got married. And that's a bad decision. Don't don't follow after my footsteps.
1: <laughs> okay? Don't bring and like don't bring your problems into a marriage. No, business. try to deal with
0: it. And like we did have marriage counseling. We had been in marriage counseling for several months before we got married. But I didn't talk about it because I was too scared. I was like, oh. yeah. I, I was 19 when we got married, so we were engaged. For oh a long my time. gosh, that's like so
1: we're gonna have a whole episode on singleness and you know the waiting room and whatever but geez it's so young oh my gosh I'm sitting here I'm 23 years old and I'm like I have finally finally reached a point where I'm okay Mm -hmm. you know right now um I've set up enough boundaries in my life that I'm never gonna well I say I'm never going to hopefully I never go to but you know um Anyways, that's a completely whole. We're not gonna get lost on that bunny trail. We're pulling a Hannah and Candy moment, getting oh, lost on yeah. little.
0: I live. Trails.
1: I live for the ra- for I those too. rabbit trails, I man. I think part. one of my favorite ones, I don't even know if this was a rabbit trail. Here we are on a rabbit trail. Hashtag love you, Hannah and Candy. We love um, if you. List, if you don't listen to the Besties for the Resties podcast, please go listen to the Besties for the Resties okay. podcast. podcast. Um well do We'll do like a little podcast shout out after this. How about? I,
0: I did one on my
1: last episode. Oh, okay, cool. Well, we're going to do another one. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um. Anyways, my favorite one is whenever they were talking about the ice cream, oh, yeah. you know, and Hannah's calmly and Kenny's like give it to me. Uh, yeah. That one was my favorite. And Hannah just takes the top off. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. yes. That's my favorite. Oh, that one and uh Hannah's travel story being in Japan. Oh yeah,
0: that one blessed
1: me. Oh soul. my gosh. Cuz I'm going to Japan
0: too. in July. Yes. That was a uh, that blessed my
1: soul. But I mean back on. Our back on. Let's get back on the track. Uh Okay, uh, so boundaries. 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 We have to say it. like a you, times to get back on track. We, we haven't know. seen each other in a little while, okay? Yeah, it's been a hot minute. This has been the first time we've been together in like a week or two. It's actually been the first time we can sit here and just talk and not like have something else weighing on us in two like weeks. Like work. Yeah, so.
0: Actually, like, we, work, work.
1: we work together. Um, yes. Technically, so. That's um, funny. so anyways, back on. Today. Okay. So I also think that boundaries are not just important in relationships, like, you know, male girl relationships. I also think that boundaries are important in friendships.
0: I think it's important in almost any aspect.
1: Accurate. accurate. Um, because
0: anything can make you fall. Mm-hmm. Sin is everywhere we're all flesh we're all sin all of us (laughs) literally and i mean there are some things that just
1: you just have to respect yourself enough to have those boundaries and stick with those boundaries
0: Uh, yeah and like for me personally a personal story i have some friends that are homosexual and i love them oh my word i love them I love them with my whole heart. God did not tell us to hate the sinner. (laughs) He told us to love the sinner and hate the sin. And so I love the sinner and hate the sin. And they know how I feel about it. But I would never put myself in a compromising situation with one of them. Exactly. And um, I love them. I will spend time with them. I will have dinner with them. I will do whatever. But... I don't want to put myself in a compromising position even if I've never struggled with homosexuality yeah it doesn't matter it's the appearance of evil we have to stay away from
1: it it's in the Bible says it in the Bible you know and always it comes and like my pastor has said this before where someone's like I would never do that we'll get out of church and see how just far sin takes you yeah sin can take you down a further road than you can ever expect I remember sitting with one of my friends in my car and she wasn't entirely happy with me because listen to your friends, okay? Because sometimes they might know things more than you or see something that you don't necessarily see. So, anyways, I was sitting with a friend in my car, and I sit there and I told her I don't like what I'm seeing in your relationship. Now, granted, she had asked for my opinion, so this is that's why don't just randomly sit your friend down. And be like, I don't like it unless you actually see something. You know, then, okay, whatever. Anyways, but I was like, I don't like what I see in your relationship. She was like, we're not in a relationship. And I went, your actions say otherwise. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: You know, you are sitting there, you're putting yourself in a position to where you haven't necessarily said you're in a relationship, but everything else has said you're in a relationship. And I'm like, you need to have boundaries in your life that put a stop to this. Because I don't think that where you are right now is such a good place you know and yeah. i'm not going to sit there i didn't sit there and say i told you so when things happened with that but afterwards you know i mean her talk she was like i should have listened yeah. she was like i didn't set enough boundaries in that relationship yeah to in order for you know us to continue you know she went i went down a further path than i intended
0: we really a, a way to start setting boundaries for yourself Is you really need to have a sit down evaluation. Um, Maybe you need to go on a three day or a week long fast and take time every single day and evaluate yourself. If you know you're having issues with sexual, like bad sexual thoughts, and um, just, you know, maybe you're struggling with porn or maybe you're struggling with how you are a relationship, if you have a friendship, like I'll speak from experience. Um, I had a very close friend that was a male. uh, It's been a while ago. And um, I didn't see an issue with it. Mm -hmm. I really didn't. We were very close friends. He was friends with my husband. My husband did not have an issue. But I didn't necessarily think of how it would come across to other people. And um, I mean, you've got to start thinking about those things. And so you really got to start thinking about how does this look to other people could this have looked really bad could um you know just I don't want to go into detail too much detail about it because this is my friend this is still a friend of ours and I just had to change things exactly. and things had to change and you've got to be careful how even if you're a everyone always says a male and a female cannot be best friends and I do I agree with
1: that to to a certain point yes Yes,
0: because I have some male people that I would consider a best friend of mine but they're also not just my best friend (laughs) yes we both have a very close friend um, Uh so that we both are very close with but like they're not just my very close friend they're my husband's very close friend oh yeah they talk to my husband sometimes more than they talk to me. <laughs> yeah.
1: And it's just, you really got to be
0: careful. I feel
1: though. like, side note, is it, I feel like whenever you're in a marriage, your friend isn't just your friend anymore. Like, you no, share it's, your you're, you share that. Sometimes, sometimes. Honestly, yeah. I mean, I, cause I don't share myself with, uh, with, yeah. You know, I don't share myself with uh, one yeah. of my other friends' husband, but, you know, we, we're close. We can hang yeah. out a little bit, but, I mean, it's just boundaries are. <sighs> You've got to learn, make it up. but uh, learn to say no. Yeah, you know, learn to protect yourself more so than other people. And just because you're I, saying no doesn't mean you're a party pooper either. Oh it? my gosh, yes, yes. Like it, you are not a party pooper if you sit there and be like, "I don't want to do that." You can yeah. stop. Yeah. No. You, you. I have sat there. Oh, someone has sit there, and this is like. I mean, it just, it all comes down to boundaries, not just in relationships. Cause I feel like we talk about that a lot, yeah. you know, but like in, in work life, I sit there and had one of these hotel guests that work in a hotel. She was like, you're a liar. I, instead of sitting there and putting my hospitality, you know, like you can call me whatever you want face on. I sat there and be like, ma'am, I'm just telling you what I, what I know. I don't appreciate you calling me a liar. Yeah. Boom. Boundary. She never said anything bad against me again. Because she once she realized that I had set this line up. Yeah. That I wasn't going to take what she was...
0: Saying about You know, her.
1: take... Yeah, exactly. She realized that, oh, hey, I can't do this. I'd set this line. I'd set this boundary where she can't cross. Yeah. You know. Also, with friendships
0: in general, um, boundaries and friendships look different. Mm-hmm. Um, like... Me and you, for instance. Um, okay, we're really close, and I don't really. Um, <laughs> we haven't had any issues with each other, but not
1: really. What? No, there was one major one. Like <laughs> one major one where you flipped a lid. Oh yeah. And and this is I where did. like I I brought her in like because we were in my office. I brought her into my office and I sat her down and I was like, "Listen, baby." I had never done this. She has never done this, and I told her. And I was like, "Listen, I, I sometimes." sometimes i don't understand what i say sometimes i speak without thinking and i say but for this friendship to work yeah. you have to set up a boundary
0: yeah.
1: for me not and to, I have cross. to tell you and you have to sit there and talk about it yeah. and tell me you can't just get mad and like not tell and me and they just and and they keep you know bottling that it up was
0: my issue i i was like okay i don't want to hurt her she's my friend i don't want her to know i'm upset with her i do this a lot with people by the way this is a thing i don't want to hurt people it's a very just i don't want to be hurt so i don't want to hurt anybody else mm-hmm. and so i just usually keep my mouth shut but that day uh, we were there was something going on alicia had said something that really hurt my feelings and i just blew up i was like she's my friend she can take it yeah,
1: and the thing <laughs> is, is, like, you knew in that moment that I could take it. Yeah. But I'm, I, like, and what we're trying to say is, why, did why she should have told me before. I should have. You know, she should have. Because it had been going on for a while. It, yeah, and I'm like, I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm perfect. No, I, I messed up. It was completely 100% my fault, you know. But we but, learned that we need to tell each other. Exactly. Like, she knows that I there know is I know that this,
0: I can... Like I can now be honest. Like in that moment I learned it is better for me to say what's wrong yeah. because we'll fix it. I, you're not going to stop being my friend. That was yeah. what I was worried about. Like she's going to stop being my friend. Because, no. And, and I, like that would have never happened. It, million no, millions. no, no, no.
1: I'm sitting there and I'm like, thank you. You know, cause it makes me sit there and wonder what, well, else, have I what else have I done? Yeah. You know, and I'm thankful that she actually brought this up to my attention, you know, and that's, yeah. and this is where I think just like, you've got to realize with your friendships
0: that yeah you there's also though i mean when you were um there was a time where alicia was not doing too well spiritually and i was struggling because she was struggling because i was trying to still be her friend i did not want her to lose me because in my eyes she was losing a lot of people around her and she probably thought she was too and i don't know But I was doing my total best (laughs) to stay, like, and not change. I did not want to change the way I treated her. And so, but I was struggling so bad. And I wish I maybe would have said something in that moment. Maybe it would have helped you realize,
1: like, you were, it was stressing me out. I wish someone had, because, like. I was extremely suicidal, like, I'm, like, it was literally, it's a literally God thing that I'm sitting here right now, but. It was pretty bad. Um, yeah, I wish someone had, and I also wish, I look back now and I'm like, man, I was such a, not, like, me personally, I was such a whiny baby, you know? (laughs) I wish someone had sit there and be like, Alicia, I just, at the time, I didn't know if you could handle it, and so I was really scared. At the time, I couldn't, so I'm glad you didn't. Yeah. It took me a lot of growth. Yeah. That y- these past 2 years I mean yeah. you've seen it. Everyone has seen it. These past 2 years have been some of the most fruitful of my life mm-hmm. spiritually and I'm just I'm glad now that yeah, you know, it happened but but I'm also glad that
0: I decided that I wasn't going to stop treating you with respect and dignity I wasn't going to go tell people what was wrong with you even though people asked me all the freaking time sorry for my words people in a bad way people would be like what's wrong with her what is she doing I'm like I don't know that's her business and gossip we're going to be talking about that later (gasps) okay But uh, just like stay out of people's business give them space that's a boundary don't push yourself in people's lives Mm mm-hmm you just gotta learn. You've gotta evaluate yourself and have those conversations with your friends.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: You be honest with your friends about everything. So yeah, that's, I mean, this has been an episode full of craziness. It's full
1: of us just ranting about things. But so I feel like every single episode is gonna be just us ranting about things. So, but I mean, it's just—I mean—in every single aspect of your life, putting up a line. Mm-hmm. You know, where you know you're not going to cross. You do it's it with just, your relationship. It's like, so
0: important. God God made boundaries. He gave us the Ten Commandments. He gave us lines to not cross. He did it in an, with Adam and Eve. Yeah, He I mean, told them not to eat of the fruit of the garden. And, like, he made boundaries so we could make
1: boundaries. But not only that, um, sometimes God may give you a certain conviction. Go past that, mm-hmm. you know. Like whenever, you mentioned it, whenever God told Adam and Eve, or God told Adam, you know, don't eat of this fruit, uh, Adam went and told Eve, don't even touch it. Mm -hmm. Don't go near it. You know, so sometimes God gives you a conviction. Oh, you can wear your, uh, you know, something as menial as you can wear your sleeves
0: three fingers length above the crook of your (laughs) Your elbow
1: uh, you can wear your finger your sleeves three fingers at the crook of your elbow you know go go a little bit further go past oh I will not go above my elbow you know put put a little bit of boundary there
0: yeah, just you know
1: everything in life
0: because it really is what keeps you safe. That's what fences are for. Mm-hmm. That I mean, keep our dogs inside the fence. You know, the grass is not greener on the other side. We all know
1: that. So just put that fence up. Grass is not greener on the other side. Grass is greener where you water it. Yes. If you're not going to water your grass, it's gr- it's going to die. Yeah. You know? So know. Uh,
0: just put your fences up and. <sighs>
1: yeah <laughs> I mean yeah that's been like a boundaries
0: boundaries yeah just boundaries 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 yeah. in every
1: single aspect of
0: your life it's been a good conversation that's been a good one yep so thank you everyone for joining us this week on breaking out the taboo um, we hope you enjoyed it. Well, I'll put a little disclaimer at the, <laughs> at the beginning yes, of the video <laughs> uh, or at the beginning of the audio. So we thank you all for joining us. I am Bailey Roman. And I am Alicia Krager. And, and let's start talking. talking.